Talk Intense with your host, Nebraska gymnast Kinsey Davis on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Talking Tens here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Emma Spence, Marissa King here to take you through all of your gymnastics needs. Um, they're just talking about regionals or just the NCAA championships. I don't know how they're doing it now. Are they saying regionals or just NCAA championships? It's always been known as regionals, yeah. right? But they're calling it the NCAA tournament. I guess oh. it's like the first the first section of the, the tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, technically, it's the second round because there's a first round where okay. there's a couple of teams that have to yes. get into the second round. Yes. Um, but the teams they'll be facing... Oregon State, LSU, Georgia. Oregon State is the 11th ranked team. LSU 6th and Georgia, the 19th ranked teams, all be meeting up with Nebraska in Denver, Colorado. You can watch that on ESPN Plus if you have a membership. Nice. I'll probably be watching it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so we were just talking about the rankings. And one thing that we are thinking or talking about that's going to be beneficial for us is all having the same judges at this meet because uh, sometimes the judges at the SEC or the Pac-12 are a little bit more kinder. And yeah, it's just <laughs> different. Yeah, it's just different, right? Like, there are different, different conferences. You know, yes, the judges make their way around the country judging, but I think, um, you know, SEC being known as the SEC, you know, the judges are a little more lenient depending on what color leotard you're wearing or what school you're at. Um, and I think, yeah, like you said, having all the judges in one place, uh, all those teams being scored by the same judges, um, kind of in a new, more neutral site, Um it's, it's going to be it's going to be the turning point. I think what, one huge benefit for us is that we've already been to Denver yes, for the regular true. season, so we kind of know what to expect there. I mean, I know this. You know, we talk about elevation and we talk about uh, the equipment and location, but I think that um, you know whether you put a floor out in the parking lot, you should be already compete kind of anywhere. But it's nice that that we've already been there. We kind of know what to expect in in terms of that. Um, and then the other schools. I mean, yeah, we haven't been against actually any of them. Yeah, so no. far. It, you last know, year we were against Oregon State. Okay. When we competed in Denver, actually. Oh, really? That okay. Was last year, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that we haven't been with them yet this season, yeah, this season. I think it's going to be a nice matchup, too, because, um, you know, we, we try to stay out in our own bubble anyway and not, not watch the other teams. But just like you said, rankings really don't matter at this point. It's going to be yeah. who's the best team on the day. Um, and it's going to be hopefully fair judging across the board for all four teams. Yes. I feel like if we have the fair judging, we'll definitely be in good contention because we do have some really good routines we've been improving and we still haven't hit our full potential yet we've been peaking at the right time so if things um come together on the meet day i think we're going to do really well and it's just about preparing for that this next week leading into it and i think it's going to go well yeah definitely i mean no pressure for us right because because in that sense of you know the top right topper higher ranked teams they already have that pressure of okay we've got to make it to the third day we've got to make it to nationals and for us i mean we've already kind of done so well this season better than we've done since 2019 that yeah. we're just going to go there being like hey we've already made such a huge improvement that we're just going to lay out on the table put it out on the floor because we have nothing to lose we've already made it um to to the NCAA tournament um and we have to just go all out with no regrets and 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 just surprise people hopefully and and people I think we have the opportunity to be a nice surprise because like you said we haven't really peaked just yet mm-hmm. i think we're definitely getting really really close um and we haven't competed against any of those schools so being against those higher ranked schools um is is it's is just gonna tell really on the day 
whether they are supposed to be that high ranked because we mm-hmm. could just we could be up there just with them it's just once they see us are they what's it going to be like in front of those judges yeah exactly and we're just going to be going out there trying to keep the same goals and values that we've had all season um and just try and prove people wrong like after the utah meet people on twitter were going crazy like nebraska's back and all these super positive and exciting comments and they were just super excited to see us there so I think people are excited to see how we've grown as a team and how we've improved because, yeah, we haven't had a meet, meets like this or a season like this in a long time, so it's really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. So, yeah, basically that's a wrap of our season so far and what we're looking forward to um, in the next little bit. So something that I think would be fun to talk about is um, how we both kind of had the same – NCAA journey so far about how we've competed in elite gymnastics and we also do college at the same time which is crazy and it's not very common in uh NCAA gymnastics like there's probably maybe five or six yeah seven maybe in the whole NCAA that do that most of them do compete for the USA there's a couple like Chenge on our team does that for Hungary I mean I do that for Canada um there's Shallon from Alabama that does Mm -hmm. it for Canada but yeah, most people, there's a couple that do it for USA, but not many people do it overall. And you did yeah. that back in your time too, when you competed. So. Yeah, there was definitely far less during my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I continued con- training elite just because during the period of time when I was competing collegiate gymnastics was the opportunity to go to Commonwealth Games. And then there was another Olympics. Yeah. So I would always achieve, I always uh, looked at my career as, okay, I want to achieve like kind of the belt of the competitions. Commonwealth Games, European Championships, World Championships, and Olympics. And the Commonwealth Games was actually one of the meets I'd never done. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay, 2010, that's my, uh, no, it's 2011, sorry, it was like my sophomore year. And I was like, oh, I have one chance to kind of make that last competition because yeah. I'd done European Worlds and Olympics already. Um, so I, I went for it. Um, and I was actually selected. I went through the trials. I went home, um, trained both, which is, we'll talk about in a second how <laughs> challenging that is. And then... Um, I made the Commonwealth team and I think three days before I was supposed to fly out to India, I tore my pectoral, which I hadn't had any major injuries during my career in my time at all. Um, and it, it sat me out of that competition. I had to give all my gear to the, the alternate. I had to kind of watch them on TV, get a silver medal. Like it was, That's yeah, it was, it was really hard to digest. And the fact that I was injured, you know, and that almost jeopardized my, my collegiate career as well. Oh, not career, just that, that following year. Um, yeah, it was definitely a tough moment. And then I think that really sparked me to be like, okay, I'm going to come back for Olympics in 2012 because it was a home Olympic Games. I def- definitely didn't want to regret trying that and going for it and having, even not making the team, being like, okay, I, at least I tried. It was a home Olympic Games. Like, why wouldn't I? Um, yeah. But like, you're doing it right now. And I look I look back now at how I did it. And I look at you now and the fact that you're doing it. And I love that it, that you are. And I feel that there are more opportunities to be able to do that because of the NILs uh, deals now that allow um, professional athletes, you know, high elite athletes to receive money and still get that uh, status to be able to compete in the collegiate system. That was never a thing during my time. Mm-hmm. We talked about it actually yeah. 10 years ago when I was in college and being like, oh, can you imagine we got paid for this? Like yeah. sponsorships, that kind of thing. And a lot of the elite gymnasts who went to 2008 Olympic Games, 2012 Olympics, um, didn't go to college because they took money professionally and that um, true, kind yeah. of they jeopardized their amateur status so they couldn't come to college. But the fact that the NIL kind of opens up the opportunity and door for them to do both that's why you're seeing a little bit more of like the Canadians and, and, and internationals coming over who still dip into elite um, and can can do so and accept money from sponsors. Um, that's a whole other topic, though. But I think that I mean, talk a little bit about how different it is and how hard it is to be able to do elite gymnastics and collegiate gymnastics. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, one thing to mention also is the NIL 
um, you can't really do it internationally, which sucks. Right. That really sucks. I really hope that changes yeah. soon. Like I was talking to people in compliance. I go over and meet with them kind of often because I'm like, hey, have you heard anything new about this? They're like, no, we're still working on it. But hopefully that changes before I'm done because that would be great. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's true. That's probably why a lot of Americans still do it because it's just it's beneficial for them either way. Um, but yeah, training both can be <laughs> very difficult. Like if you look back on my last year, I competed. So I guess last, no, it would have been two summers ago, there was Olympic trials. Um, I was an alternate, so I didn't end up going. But then I came to Nebraska. I trained for a season here. I had my freshman year. Then a couple weeks later, after season was done, I went to Canadian Nationals. A couple weeks after that, I went to Commonwealth Games. And then I took a couple, I think about a month off or a couple weeks off and then trained for Worlds, went to Worlds, and then here I am in season again. So you don't really get that off time because during our NCAA off season, you're competing internationally. You're training for those big international meets. Uh, And that's when it gets very draining. Like at this point, I haven't had a Mm. significant break in almost two years now. Yeah. So... I am looking forward to doing that after. I don't even know. I really know. hope you do too. Yeah, it's just, I'm going to need it soon. Yeah. But that elite, <laughs> that elite calendar is just so different to the collegiate system. Like we compete in the collegiate system from January to April. And yes, it's kind of nonstop. For, for, it's only for that like three and a half, four month period of the year. Whereas mm-hmm. in elite, you have your what three or four major competitions of a year yeah. that spread over 12 months. So you'll have like your European championships for us are usually in the first half of the year, first quarter of yeah. the year. Then you'll have your nationals, maybe June, July time. And then you'll have your worlds yeah. like October time. So that's a good amount of time where you can kind of hit when you need to and then and then rest when rest you need to also to. but in the collegiate system, it's just literally three months of nonstop gymnastics, go, go, go the entire time. Um, and I think that you, you've been trying to juggle both in terms of training the elite to be able to be ready to compete during those times of the elite calendar, but then also do the preseason where you have to get in great shape to be able to survive the three, <laughs> three and a half month season of the NCAA. Um, and you, it's just been hard to juggle when to take the time off to be yeah. able to make sure you're ready to compete um, and, and, and meet those demands and expectations. Uh, I think you've done a phenomenal job. I mean, you, I mean, talk about some of the meets that you've, and things you've accomplished in the last year. Yeah, I mean, there was Commonwealth Games, which was, that was a really big me, like, you know what that's like, like, that's, it's just something you look forward to, and you watch as a little girl, and it's just like, wow, I hope one day I can make that, make it to one of those meets, so being able to qualify to that last year was huge, and it was in England, Um, I got three medals for Canada, three bronze medals for Canada at those games, and that's a a special competition, because you compete with, it's a multi-sport event, so there's different sports, all together, you have an Olympic or not an Olympic village. You have an athlete village, um, and it's just there's it's a lot of fun. It's a good environment, and you get all the gear. So getting that the was just, like Christmas, right? Yeah, like that's so that, special. That ca- Canadian gear and like who what who are you sponsored by for for Canada? Cookery, okay, something okay. like that. Something <laughs> I can't something I can't pronounce. But yeah, so that was really special. And then I went to Worlds last year and the historic bronze medal for Canada, which was really crazy. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty busy, crazy year last year, and and then we're having an amazing Nebraska season. And then yeah, <laughs> season's just going really well. So things have been going pretty well with gymnastics lately. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the routine too. Like the routines of, did you are you balancing right now like your collegiate routines and your elite routines and kind of what are the differences between the book between the two? Yeah. So, well, last year I had a I watered down my routines a little bit more in my freshman year. This year they're a little bit harder, more. More similar to my elite routines, they're a little bit 
they're, they're still watered down for sure, but they're a little bit more complex than last year. Um, so I added that difficulty, but like moving to, so I, I'm planning on going to nationals in mid-May for Canada and I need to bring all those skills back. So bars, the setting's different. I need to add a couple more skills. Vault, I get to keep my vault, which is nice. Add a little bit more on floor and beam, make those routines a little bit um, harder and difficulty. And But yeah, I'm pretty, I, I still do some of my elite skills, which is good. So I'm able to maintain them. But pretty much once our season's done, I'm going to take probably about a week or two off. And then I have to get back into my elite routines, get that back. When usually just normal NCAA athletes get to take couple weeks months off even until preseason starts again next year so I do I won't get that time off but I will take time off I really want to take some time off because I feel like I need it but then do, yeah. um big meets coming up for Canada will be worlds again in the fall or Pan Am games which would be a really big one I think I'd prefer to go to Pan Am games because now I've already been to a world it's kind of like what you said yeah it's like going to Commonwealth Pan Am games worlds and Olympics those are like the main four so now I got two so we'll see. We'll see what stay happens. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned after yeah. the break. Well, you're barely getting any breaks, but I'll, I'll give you one right here. Okay. So we'll get a break right <laughs> here. We'll be right back with Talk Intense. 